Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Previously on the Legacy of Gaia. On the table lay the sword. Hemero thought he heard the sword say something to him, but decided it was because he was too tired, so went to bed. But the sound was coming from an undead, staring at him through the window, its moaning, beckoning others to join him. This is Chapter 6 of The Legacy of Gaia. Hemero awoke in the night to find everyone else out of their beds, The windows that were boarded up before they went to sleep were now fully open, letting in the pale shine of the moonlight bouncing back off the old toys, dolls and other clutter around the room. He stepped outside and looked around. There was no one else in the house. He made his way to the kitchen in the black silence. Hello? he shouted, but there was no answer. He turned on the tap but no water would come out. Suddenly, there was a female whisper behind him like a sigh, just like the sound he'd heard earlier. He turned to see the room suddenly full of farmers and village folk, standing completely still until they started freaking out, making disturbing sounds and clawing at their skin. They soon turned into the undead, their screams deafening, frightening and painful, their fingers ripping at their flesh and tearing it off in strips. Hemero, they were saying. Hemero. They launched towards him together as one. It was so fast and horrid that Hemero screamed as he felt one of them bite into his cheek. Hemero woke up again. Oh, just been a dream, but felt more real than anything he'd ever dreamed before. He could tell something was happening inside him, that something didn't fit right, as if he was being squeezed tightly from within, choking him, throttling him. He rubbed his head and saw the others were still sleeping soundly. As Hemero walked again into the kitchen, he had to double-check nothing was behind him before looking outside the window. Lying outside were about 30 or 40 dismembered corpses, and among them, he saw Moros, trying to drag them into a pile. The twisted faces and limbs layered one on top of the other resembled a bunch of discarded toys thrown into the corner for being too old and tatty. Moros was wearing the same rough, brown, tattered farmer's clothes from the night before, with numerous stains and patches from blood, or worse. They'd all grown crusty and putrid, He looked homeless at best. His breath rose from his mouth in the icy air like the pictures he had seen of the dragons of old, and his skin looked just as leathery. Time had clearly not been kind to the man. Hemero decided to join Moros, 
and went outside into the cool morning breeze that winded its way through the plants, trees and vegetable patches to surround him with the fresh smell of spring rather than the hideous odour of decomposing corpses. Is this from last night? Hemro asked. Yep, from this morning. I cast a defensive spell around the house before I came inside last night. You cast spells? Yeah, sometimes. It's not strong, but it was enough to last a full day. They were still trying to get in, but as you can see, I'll finish them this morning. All safe for the moment, but this is just the beginning. Thank you, Morris, for everything. Hemero smiled, and to his surprise, the smile was returned. There was an understanding here, but Hemero couldn't quite put his finger on what it was. Don't worry, young sir. Now, you three had better get on to the Valhalla. Tell them what happened. Here, Hemero, take this. Morris handed Hemero the small golden coin from last night. Sir, I don't need money, but thank you. Morris got down on one knee, so he was looking at him face to face. Hemero suddenly felt colder, and a chill ran down his spine. Hemero, this is no legal tender. I meant what I said last night. This is not of this world. This coin has come from the depths of the underworld. It is what is used to cross realms, and it was given to me by a close friend. It's very dear to me. Keep it on you. It'll be more useful to you than me by the looks of things here. Believe me, when I go to that place, I'll want to stay there. Morris stood up and stretched his back. Sir, won't you accompany us to the Valhalla? They will accept you now, now that they know that you've helped us. Uh, who says I wish to be accepted? Your words are kind, young one, but it's my choice to stay out here. I don't wish to be part of Gaia's regime or any concerns of this world. I just wish to live a life separate of any battles, wars, politics and religion. This is where I belong. I've left provisions for your group by the door. As I have a feeling, you've got a long adventure in front of you. I've prepared the food myself and what it lacks in taste, it makes up for in nutrition. One of my potatoes there, well, I could fool you for days. Eat little and often. There's also a grey cloak there that I wore in my youth, which I wish you to have, Hemero. It was sown by the sirens of the north, and shall hold against any weather, and keep your body at a perfect temperature. It was given to me by my father, an important man once upon a time. Hemero was taken aback at this person's generosity. He was rarely given anything. The thought of having something that was an heirloom, a family gift, something of such sentiment, left him almost speechless. Thank you, sir, he said. I will cherish these gifts and... Yeah, 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 Morris interrupted. Now make haste. Your council will be holding a meeting this afternoon, I'm sure. You have to make it before then. Now go. Your friends are waiting. Hemero looked behind him to see Minius and Finn looking shocked at the dead bodies around them. He walked back to them and saw by the door the gifts Morris had arranged to be taken with them. Go, Morris shouted from beside the pile. Leave now, quick as you can. Thank you, Minius shouted back. But Morris was already sat facing the other way, watching the pole and smoking his pipe. Hemero wanted to say more, but it was clear the man didn't want to be disturbed. He had the feeling their paths would cross again, but for the moment, they needed to get back to the Valhalla. This cloak looks amazing. Fits perfectly. Hemero excitedly waved it up and down and around him. The texture was soft yet thick, and it smelt of the smoke from Morris's pipe. Stop that, Melia said. 
There may still be those undead things around, so we need to keep moving quietly. He knew Minius was right, of course, but Finn's older brother was always so serious. It seemed strange that he was always so moody, seeing as Finn was usually quite cheery. Looking at them both, you could see they were brothers, but they were completely unlike each other in every other respect. As they walked, Hemro wondered what it must be like to have an older brother. Minius was held in such high esteem by all of Norheath for being not only one of the most acclaimed within the Chosen, but one of the top knights of the Valhalla. There were rumours he had once taken on a small army of a hundred enemies, all by himself, and he won, against all the odds, without a scratch. Though, strangely, Finn had always said that his brother never spoke of his work as a knight to any of his family, and no one asked. Hemro was confused as to why this could be. Surely he'd want to tell everyone what he'd been up to, all his adventures and the glory of battle. Maybe he just had to keep it all top secret. Maybe he thought his parents wouldn't understand. Their mother and father were simple working folk who, when not having to travel around making deliveries, spent each and every day either ploughing the fields or discussing the fields and had always been very loving towards both their sons. But uh, Hemero wondered if Finn was somewhat jealous of his brother's success. Just by looking at Minius, you could tell he was important. His long white hair gave him an air of maturity and his face was somewhat stern, intense and emotionless. His black, slender stealth suit showed that he took care of himself physically and that his strength was to be admired. Everything about him oozed vigour, admiralty and power. And then there was Finn, destined to forever live in his brother's shadow. Any sense of danger had long passed as they walked up to the Valhalla, yet they all continued to remain silent. As they approached, Milius stopped to address them both. I will talk to the council. You two wait for me in the Great Hall, Milius ordered, and continued walking towards the main gates. They all entered and went their separate ways. Hemmer and Finn sat quietly, alone in the Great Hall, still reeling after the night's events. Alone, that is, until Nyakax appeared. Hemero, you look awful. I mean, more awful than usual. Nyakax gave out a slight laugh, of which Hemero wasn't sure whether it was of malice or friendly banter, but either way, he didn't like it. And what's this awful grey garment you have on? Oh, nice golden clasp, though. Hemero hadn't noticed it at first, but indeed there was a golden clasp attached to the cloak. It looked like a shield used in swordplay, circular in shape with what appeared to be leaves and roots ingrained within it, and looked rather beautiful. Not now, Naya, we're on an important mission, replied Hemero, dismissing the remark about the cloak with all his might. Find the mole, the person within the Valhalla who helped the Darklands. Yes, how do you know about it? Rose, I think she's taken a liking to me. Not that I'm interested. Hemro suddenly felt a twang of disappointment. He had, after all, assumed Rose liked him. He was also upset by what he deemed as her betrayal, but did not say anything. Don't you think, Naya continued, that I would therefore be the number one suspect? I mean, I did fight him, and he did disappear. It could have all been a show. What do you think? Hemro refused to answer. He knew he was being wound up, wasn't he? I'll tell you what, Nykax quietly stated while sitting down beside him, sensing Hemro's frustration. I'll give you a hand. That'll make it easier, won't it? I don't need your help. Well, what harm could it do? Think about it. He stood up and walked out of the hall. Finn had just sat completely still. He never notices me, was all Finn could conjure up, and they sat there in silence. After a good half an hour, Minius walked inside the hall. They've decided on a plan of action, he stated, and started walking out of the hall, expecting them to follow. Come on then. 
As they were walking out together, a pair of eyes were watching them with great interest. The mole looked on, knowing that he would not be able to hide for long and soon he would have to reveal himself. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash legacyofgaia. If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at legacyofgaia or email us at legacyofgaia at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.